I'm Richard. And I'm Gary. And these are our incredible stories. Well, Gary, it's that time of month again when we ask you to think uh, back upon uh, many, many years of working in the classroom mm. and bringing us one of your incredible stories from the class. Yes, I was thinking to myself, it's been a little while since I've shared one of my stories about uh, working in public schools in, uh, in my classroom. Um, last time we talked about um, a field trip to... Uh, a zoo. I didn't get to go on that field trip. I just got to hear about what happened at the field trip. Um, if I recall correctly, there was a young man who came home missing a sneaker because he threw it at the uh, gorilla. Well, he didn't throw it at the grill. He threw it at the para uh, in hopes to hit him in the head because he was mad that he didn't get to go five feet over to the splash park mm -hmm. um, to play around. So he he miscalculated his aim, and the shoe went into the gorilla pen. Yeah. And so the gorilla ended up with a, a very expensive chew toy. Um, <laughs> but I'll tell you what, it was definitely one heck of a story. Uh, but no, uh, every once in a while, I do get to go on field trips. And so um, uh, for this story that we're, we're talking about, I, I got to go on a trip uh, with a few of my students to uh, a local nature park. And... Oh man, was it? It was it something else. Uh, you know, the the, the great thing is, is that uh, you know, uh, my job is a very exciting job. But sometimes the stories I have have nothing to do with the kids I work with, but they have everything to do with uh, some of the people I get to meet and some of the places I get to go to. So, anyways, um, getting into this story, um, we had a trip a little while back to a local uh, nature park. And it sits uh, alongside of this beautiful uh, creek and everything. And they have a little picnic area and they have uh, peacocks and uh, all sorts of other uh, wildlife that kind of roam through there. There's even deer um, that come gallivanting through when you're doing your tours or if you take a nature hike. And so um, I had a couple of uh, my kids from my classroom and then a teacher uh, in our building um, had some students that uh, were going on the trip. So we teamed up together. And we get over to the nature park, and they're telling us about how our day is going to go. You know, it's going to be a, kind of a round-robin type thing. Uh, one group is going to go on the tram ride, which is really just a tractor who's, that's pulling a, a wagon behind it. Oh, oh, this wasn't Disney World. This then. was not a Disney World type deal. No, this was definitely... <laughs> tractor and... Tractor and trailer. Wagon equals mm -hmm. tram. Okay. That's it. I that's pretty it. much what it was. And, and then the, there's another group will be at the picnic area and they're going to learn about the local wildlife. And then the third group will get on the boat and they'll go down the Creek and they'll learn about, uh, you know, the aquatic life, the alligators and that. So our first, uh, I was part of the group that was first to go on the tram. So we gathered up our, uh, three kids, four kids, and we get on the tram and, uh, there's this, uh, stout fella who's in a golf cart and uh, an older woman she's driving the tractor that's pulling our wagon and we're all sitting on uh, little benches in the back of this uh, wagon 
and he starts telling us about he how he's going to take us back in time. You know, we're not going in a time machine, but we're gonna we're gonna see what it was like for the the Seminole Indians in this area. That uh, you know what they had to go through, and and people who were were settling in this area, and and the things that they learned to survive in the uh, Florida wilderness. Okay, fantastic. All right. So we get on the uh, the back of this wagon and we're going and uh, he's going through all of this stuff and uh, the uh, older woman up at the front she starts to say something and and then he goes Judy Judy we don't have time right now Judy we are on a schedule Judy we need to get going and I I looked over at the teacher next to me I thought somebody did not have their coffee this morning because it seemed like they're a little bit grouchy so we start trucking along and everything and there's uh like these homemade scrolls that are look you know meant to look like charred paper that are hammered into the trees and describing what what was going on you know that, that he, they uh, were collecting the the sap from the trees to make um, pitch to uh, to use for lanterns or kerosene to uh, for fuel and stuff like that and so the uh, the older woman goes and you, you know what they, they used to also take the and, and the man stopped her cold and he said Judy there is one person who's running this tour right now and one person who's driving. I'm the one doing the tour. You're the one doing the driving. Let's stick to the schedule, Judy. Let's go. And so then, so Judy just kind of has like a little bit of a look on her face and she kind of spins around in her chair. So we start putzing along and everything and we're, we're going and going and going. And then we get to this area where everything comes to a dead stop. And I thought... Because we're in an area where there's lots of pine trees, maybe one of the pine trees fell over because those things rot like crazy and they just plop over. And uh, and the guy's looking up from his little golf cart and he goes, why are we stopped? Judy? Judy? Judy's not saying a thing. I think at this point, Judy had decided she was going to protest. So all of a sudden, you hear the engine turn off. It, he goes, why did you stop, Judy? He goes, oh. She goes, I, I thought I heard somebody say stop. And, and the guy goes, nobody said stop, Judy. Judy, you know we're on a schedule. Judy, you know. Oh, we are on a schedule? At this point, Judy had decided she had had enough of the, the, the sassiness from this guy. And he said, did anybody, did, did you, he looks at this kid, he goes, did you tell her to stop? Did you tell her? And this kid's poor kid's like, no, I didn't say anything at all. <laughs> and so he goes, listen, we just need to get going. So we get back over there. I'm looking over at uh, the teacher I'm with, uh, and I'm thinking to myself, you know, maybe, maybe somebody needs to take a break and get somebody else to do this little ride so the next group doesn't get traumatized. So uh, we get back, and uh, we saw some deer, and we saw the peacocks, and we decide to head over to the picnic area, and uh, we're going to learn about the local wildlife, or at least that's what I thought we were going to learn about. So we get over. We had set up at the tables and everything. All the kids are there. Our kids are sitting down. I'm sitting with the other teacher. This woman comes out. I can't remember what her name was. Uh, we'll just say it was uh, Carol. So Carol starts telling us about how this is a, you know, this this whole park, you know, it's it's part of uh, her family's heritage, and you know that they had set up everything, and and her father loved the peacocks, and the peacocks they were just up in the trees and everything, and they're just just beautiful little animals, and her mother wanted little Cornish hens, little Cornish hens because they go peep 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 peep. She's telling us this, you know, oh, that's cute. I'm still wondering where the local wildlife part is going to come in, which it never really showed up, to be honest with you. That never happened. But she starts telling us about this. So she told us uh, how her, her father was talked into getting these little Cornish hens. And they had set up a chicken coop 
behind the house. And every morning the kids would go out, and she said, oh, we'd go out in the morning, and we'd take some corn and a little bread, you know, go out there, and we'd toss it to them. And they all come scrambling out, and they go peck, 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 and they eat up all that corn and all that bread. Oh, it's just the most wonderful thing to start your day out like. It was just beautiful. But, you know, there was one day, there was one day we came out, the sun was shining, the birds were all chirping, and we came around, and we got to that pen, and you know what, children? The children are all excited. Oh, no, no, what was it? There was nothing but feathers and bones all over the place. Something done got into that coop and ate up all the chickens. And so I look over at, at the teacher. I, well, I didn't see that twist coming. I was, quite frankly, the way it started out, I thought it was going to be something a little bit more cheery, not that all the chickens had been, uh, you know, massacred. But then she goes on to say, but there was one little hen, one little hen. She was left in there, but she was so sad. All of her family was gone. They had all been eaten, all been eaten up. The little, little faces are starting to tear up and everything. But she'd walk around all over the place, and we felt so bad for her because she, you know, she just didn't have nobody no more. She's by herself. But then one day, one day, one of these peacocks befriended her, and the two of them, oh, they stayed together. They'd perch up in the little tree, sitting on a limb. Oh, they loved each other with a love like no other. Oh, they were just a lovely player, pair. And then one day, that hen, that little Cornish hen, she had a baby. And we saw her putzing around the front lawn with this little chick. And oh, she loved that chick with a love only a mother could give. Oh, it was the sweetest little thing. Sweetest little thing. I thought, oh, wow, this is actually taking a turn back into something positive. And then she says, she goes on to say, and then this one morning, my papa, he came out with a cup of coffee, and it was bright and sunny, and then I started thinking to myself, this is how that last one started out, too. And she goes, and I saw that, he saw that little chick out there, just marching around the front lawn, but it was without its mother, and he thought, well, that's strange, and as he exited the porch, he saw nothing but bones and feathers. (laughs) Of course, at this point, the mood and atmosphere had changed amongst everybody. The children's mouths were hanging open. I'm looking at uh, the teacher, and I, I said to her, I, I said, I think I sense a theme going on here, and it's not too good for the animals in the story. So she says, uh, well, so we took in that little little critter, and we didn't want it to suffer and or anything. We didn't want it to go without food, so we took it in, and it was the cutest little thing because it was the the offspring of the peacock and and the Cornish hen, so it was a unique little bird, and had a little puff of hair on top of its head, so we named it Puff. An old little Puff, he's so cute. She'd run around, and she'd peck at the corn. She'd chirp, 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 and you know what Puff would do? And I thought, I don't know. You tell me. What is Puff going to do? Did she get eaten? Did she have some kind of superpower? I, I wasn't really sure what she was going to say because this whole thing was just catching me off guard left and right. She goes, Little Puff would sit up on the shoulder, sit on everybody's little shoulder, and Little Puff would run around on everybody's shoulder like a little pirate, and, and Puff would like to have a little snack. You know what her favorite snack was? Well, when she said parrot, I thought she was going to say crackers. What do you think she said? I see you shaking your head over there. You have no clue, do you? No, I don't. <laughs> she said, we used to go in the fridge, and we'd pull out a little bit of hamburger meat, and we'd ball it up, and little little Puff would peck, peck, peck at that hamburger meat right out your hand. <laughs> I have never in my life heard of a chicken or Cornish hen or whatever 
snacking on hamburger meat as a treat. This what is, a great uh, advertisement for McDonald's. I know, right. <laughs> Beef fed chicken. Yeah. <laughs> Holy guacamole. So anyway, so she's telling us this story and how, you know, Puff became a national hero or a local hero. He even made it into the newspapers. This is this is the kind of bird it was. Everybody knew, knew Puff. And, and then she told us, you know, uh, Puff in the morning would go out there and bask in the sun. You know, that's the way Puff enjoyed spending her mornings, just basking in the sun. And she said, one day we came outside, and those birds were chirping, and that sun was shining. And you know, little Puff would go out there in the morning and, and would just, you know, drink the dew from the grass. So we went all, we all went outside to say good morning to Puff. And you know what? I said, I think I do. <laughs> she said, that morning we got out there. There's nothing but bones and feathers. Something done ate Puff. <laughs> now, at this point, the children were, uh, their mouths were hanging open. Uh, they were a tad shocked. So I think she had decided that maybe her story had gone a little bit uh, too far. So she decided she was going to quickly save the day by telling us another story. So she said, but, you know, we had more than just little chickens and little carnage hands all over this place. My brother used to go down to the creek. And, and he'd find all sorts of critters over there. He'd find lizards. He'd find snakes. He'd bring them back. You know, he, he wanted to be a, a, you know, biologist, you know, work, working with the animals. And one day he found himself a little alligator. And he took that little alligator and he named him Little Al. And he brought Little Al back to the house. And, you know, we had a swimming pool behind that house. And I was thinking, where's this going? Did you keep an alligator in your swimming pool? And so she says, oh, we brought him back to the house. And the rest of us kids, we's all jumping in the swimming pool, diving down in the water, and here come my brother, with little Al. And he plopped him down there in the water, and little Al, oh, we had so much fun with little Al. we go swimming after him. And he'd dip under the water, and he'd come up over on the other side, and we'd go swimming over to Little Al. And I was thinking to myself, who in the world, who in the world decides that putting an alligator in your swimming pool to play with is a good idea? <laughs> so, Well, the, the, the period of time that this story takes place, you know, when she was telling it to us, this was back in the, like, 40s or 50s. So, the, you know, when Little Al existed, this is when that was happening. So anyways... So she's telling us about how the alligator was going under the water, you know. And I'm sure kids in the 50s and 60s had their own style of fun and entertainment. I don't know. Did you play with alligators when you were a child? No, I, that never occurred never, to me. That never occurred to you to have a little alligator in the swimming pool with you? No way. <laughs> okay, so anyway, so she's telling us about how little Al, he's dipping under the water and coming on up, and they chase after him. But then little Al, he dipped under the water, but, but he didn't come up. He did not come up. And I started thinking, uh-oh. What happened? Well, there certainly weren't any bones and feathers. <laughs> there weren't any bones and feathers. <laughs> so anyway, so she goes, she goes on to tell us that uh, her brother jumped in the water. He dove down in there, and the water was murky. He had to go down there a couple times before he could actually find little Al. And there was little Al. Little Al was down at the bottom of the pool, <laughs> belly up, <laughs> down near the drain. And it, her brother had brought him up. Apparently... Little alligators and chlorine do not mix together. And she said, and little Al had met his maker and was no longer with us. Now, at this point, eyes had begun to tear up. 
And I looked at the teacher next to me and I said to her, I said, I think all of these stories, <laughs> all of these stories were, uh, uh, it had, it had a, little, a little too much for our friends here, a little, little too dark. So, but it, she realized this too. So she goes, ah, you know what, children? I, I think I done left on a sad note. You know, as I remember, I think I recollected it incorrectly. You, you know, my, after my brother had gotten little Al up out of the water, he done started giving him the mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. He started giving him the CPR, and he gave him the breath of life, right, breathed it right down into his little lungs. And with a little cough and a, <clears throat> little Al flipped on over, he was alive. He was alive. And you know what he said, children? At this point, they don't know what she's going to say. I don't know what she's going to say. Little Al said, thank you. You saved my life. And you know what, children? I do believe little Al is still out there floating around in the creek somewhere while you might just see him today. Boys and girls, let's now return to the bus and return to school. That's what I was saying. At this point, and here's the thing. Um. When these kind of things happen, I know it's going to make an interesting story to tell later because I can't get the grin off my face. And it's not intentional. It's just that what I'm seeing or what I'm hearing is just so unbelievable, I can't stop smiling. But I think when I got back to work, I must have told that story at least 15 or 20 times when I got back. Yes, uh, it's so often that the truth is sometimes much stranger than fiction. And this is an actual event that actually happened. Yes. That, now, I can't verify about Puff. I mm-hmm. cannot verify about Little Al. All I can say is that the woman telling us the story, that actually happened. Yeah. Yeah. The reactions that yeah. were taken in from the kids, that, that really happened. And I can tell you this, I am never going to forget that that actually happened. So once again, I'm Richard. And I'm Gary. And and that was an incredible story. Hey, Gary, are those bones and feathers?